Green Mountain Chronicles was originally produced for radio by the Vermont Historical Society in the 1980s. We're re-releasing them today as retro podcasts. Please note that any resources the podcast recommends may be out of date. We recommend you check out our website, vermonthistory.org, for the most up-to-date information. Green Mountain Chronicles number 26, Vermont in the Great Depression. I was born long ago in 1894. I've seen many a panic I will own. I've been hungry, I've been cold, and now I'm growing old. But the worst I've seen is 1931. Oh, those beans, bacon, and gravy, they almost drive me crazy. I eat them till I see them in my dreams, in my dreams. You couldn't get everything you wanted, and there was no meat on the table or anything like that. People were poor. Everybody was in the same boat, and everybody helped one another. 1929, and the New York stock market crash slams the door on the Roaring Twenties and ushers in the Great Depression. Eleanor Martin of Waterbury is one of many Vermonters who manages to scrape by. Melbourne Bills of Wardsboro is another. There was no work in the Depression time. We was getting $3 when we, the Depression came on for nine hours' work. And they got up uh, in town meeting and uh, voted to give us a dollar and 80 cents for nine hours. The agreement was if you owed uh, your taxes, you could work on the road. So if you work, they'd give you a dollar. If you work five days, you'd get five dollars that week and uh, 80 cents of it go to the taxes. Hard times, however, did not affect everyone equally. Hardest hit were those in the state's more urban areas, especially industrial workers. Arthur Cardinal was working in one of Bennington's textile mills when the Depression reached Vermont. The mills closed down. Nobody worked outside of a little odd job here and there. Where they normally ran two shifts, they maybe worked a little part-time. But we were working for... 29, 30 cents an hour, and we survived. Obtaining food was a major concern. Cardinal's mother made head cheese and other specialties from discarded animal parts. Another food source was pigeons. Yeah, I used to go up all in the belfries of the mills. Any place they had a belfry and I could get up there, I'd go up at night and get the pigeons. Take them home, butcher them, clean them up, and we had pigeon pie. More standard fare came from Vermonter's gardens. Everybody had a garden, and you put up a lot of it, a lot of candy. Everyone did. I never went to bed hungry. Addie Kelsey of Newport. We always had a garden, great big garden. We had our own potatoes, our own beets and carrots. My mother used to make pickles. We always had plenty. We had a nice big garden, everything. We used to give away to the neighbors. My father would go across the road and give them great pans of lettuce and all kinds of stuff. We had pumpkins and we had squash, cucumbers, everything. My parents were both farm people. They came off a farm. Their parents were farmers and uh, they knew how to keep a garden. In Vermont, farming, with its traditions of self-reliance and helping one's neighbors, helped cushion the Depression's blow, especially in rural areas. We lived on a farm, and of course we were better off than many people. At least we had milk and vegetables. Dartha Parkhurst grew up in Craftsbury. None of the neighbors had any money. There was no money flowing around. 
my grandfather had a threshing machine to thresh grain. The neighbors would come and help him thresh his own oats or barley or whatever he raised. And then they would take the machine and go around the neighborhood and do each farm one by one. And that way they didn't need to exchange any money. They, they exchanged work. Helping each other was part of Vermont's urban ethic as well. And if it hadn't been for the corner grocery stores or meat markets, a lot of people would have starved. I dare say in our neighborhood that I don't believe 2% of the people never paid their bill. 98% of them caught them up when they got back to work. But you know, those are good times. Because we knew just what we had, us kids back then, and uh, we never asked for nothing. We was luck, glad to have a roof over our heads. That was the main thing, to have a home. Thanks for listening. This podcast was remastered by me, Amanda Gustin, and released by the Vermont Historical Society. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe to get future episodes and rate and review it. Please also check out our website, vermonthistory.org, where you can find background information on these episodes, as well as other ways you can learn about Vermont history from home. The Vermont Historical Society relies on support from generous donors to preserve and share Vermont's stories. During these uncertain times, your support is needed now more than ever. Please consider donating today at vermonthistory.org donate.